This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 677, Ian Sights. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azeroth. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Allie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to another episode of All Things Azeroth. I am not Medros. He is unavailable because I think he's getting electrical work done at his house, which does not lead to the capability of doing a podcast. Because, you know, need electricity for that. But I'm Toasty. With me, I have Ali. Ali, how are you doing? Hello, I'm good. Would you say that you're the toastiest of toasties? Always, I am. <laughs> so that's that's me about 50% of the time, usually. Yes, yes it is. So, <laughs> so how are you doing? I'm good, yeah. I, I thankfully did not work today, which was nice. We did have meeting, like these holidays and stuff, being a, you know early childhood teacher, we usually have trainings and meetings and things we have to due to fill licensing and blah, 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 blah. But afterwards, me and a friend go out for drinks, which was lovely. Nice. And the training today was very short. So had a little extra time this afternoon to kind of, you know, relax and ease into the week. It was good. It was good. Awesome. Yeah. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I also had today off. I think in, Ma- in Manitoba, we call it Louis Riel Day. Um, celebrate Louis Riel. I believe in other parts of Canada, it's called Family Day. Uh, so I had today off. <clears throat> I had to fix my shower, which was fun. Oh, that's fun. Yep. What did you do to it? Well, I looked up one day. And I, like usually, For some reason, I still had my glasses on before I got into the shower. I'm like looking up at the shower head. I'm like, oh, there's water coming out of the wall. Oh. That's not that's ideal. That's not supposed to happen. No, not at all. And, and like... <laughs> It had me worried. How long has this been going on? Because I took my glasses off. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just can't see that when my glasses are off. <laughs> so how long has that been going yeah. on? Uh, thankfully, it was an easy fix. I just had to replace a shower arm. So no soldering or anything involved. I just had to, oh, good. I just had to get a new shower arm and screw it on. Oh, problem well, solved. Job. Unfortunately, my, the hole where the shower arm comes out of the drywall is a little bit bigger. So I got to get some money. Mm. Before, uh, yeah. To repair that, but I didn't want to get all that stuff until I knew for sure that this was going to fix it, and it did. That makes sense. Adulting is fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> At least, do you have that sense of accomplishment? Yes, I do. Well, there you go. That's really what matters. Yeah. I think, or something. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of house stuff done around my house <laughs> this week too. Unfortunately, because I got I got some. Um, Manitoba Hydro coming in tomorrow because they're replacing my gas meter. I guess it just needs replacing. So there's been a lot of people in and out of my house the past couple days. I'm sure your dog loves that. Oh, she she actually did. The um, guy who came oh, over good. to look at my shower today, <laughs> um, he had just come from the Humane Society. Oh yeah, yeah. Tonks probably loved that. Oh, then. she did. It was great. <laughs> and he he was nice enough to like just tell me what was wrong. 
and how to fix it because I didn't. I, I'm not a plumber. Oh, nice. I don't know how to fix it. And he kind of just told me what to do, what to buy, and then left. I didn't have to pay him anything. Just Mario that business. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. So how was your weekend? Well. Good. You know, did the normal stuff. Trying to keep up with dailies. I can't. I don't have the time to do the dailies every single day as, you know, I'm supposed to, quote unquote, which is okay because I also don't want to get burnout because that's definitely a thing. But <laughs> I do try to at least do my lesser vision every day. I also try to do a shack every day for Drake of the Four Winds. No dice there, but that's okay. Another thing I always try to do is my islands because, as I mentioned most weeks, I still love doing islands. And I finally got a thousand doubloons, so I got my albatross. Nice. From the doubloon vendor. So I was really excited about that. Plus, it's doubloons. It's just fun to use doubloons. Yep, you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that was really cool. And I did the heroic Darkshore Warfront. Okay, how was that? On both my main, on my pally too. It was... It It's slightly different than Stormguard. Instead of, you know, going and, and doing your base and then going and taking all the other, other points, you still do that. But the path from where you first, you know, land on the shore to your main base can be really tricky because you actually fight off some, you know, pretty big elites at that point. And Maiev is right there. She's your commander. I, I well for Alliance, she's your commander. I think for Horde, not for Horde, obviously. I'm not sure Horde side. I apologize, but for Alliance side, it's Maev, and if she, because she's right in there fighting with you, as Maev would be one to do, and if she takes too much damage and then dies, then you lose. Oh, so it's a little tricky now. Thankfully, you know, as, as long as you have a full group, if you have the DPS, it's not too painful. And the plus is healers can actually heal her. That's what I was wondering, actually, because, you know, that would help in her not dying. Exactly. That would help her not dying. And it used to, that used to be a thing that happened a lot in the game in the past, where the healer would have to heal some friendly NPC or whatever. And I don't remember that being a main mechanic for a while. I mean, it happens at the end of the Temporal Sethros dungeon. And, I mean, it happens in ICC. Those are literally the only times I can remember it having. Those, to be those done. are like the main times. There's a couple little NPC escorts here and there, but nothing that's like do or die must. Right. And because this is the first time that Alliance has done this heroic warfront, not all the healers know that yet. So when I went in first, it was with you know a group of raiders I usually raid with on Tuesdays uh, from CTR, and eventually we were like, oh yeah, we can do this, and we. To us healers healed my F. It was fine. Super easy. I went in on my pally on a pug. And that was a little trickier because it wasn't a full group. There are some people undergeared. Admittedly, one of them was my pally. But I was still putting out decent DPS. And that one was a little, little more rough. Like, we had to tell people a bunch of times, like, heal my F. I'm sitting there as my rep pally, like, trying to heal her like crazy because the healers aren't doing it. But we eventually won, which was great. And it dropped 460 gear, which feels really good on both those tunes. So that was pretty successful. Nice. It was it was a it was a good week overall. Yeah. How about you? I mean, I know some of your story. I'm gonna leave you the raid stuff to talk about. Alright, well, 
like you said, did some raiding. We didn't get quite as far as we did last week. We had a little bit of trouble. Uh, that was Ilganoth we were having trouble with, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ilganoth. The blood's just, it's one of those things that if you don't take care of those bloods quickly enough, it just gets out of hand. Because yeah, I th- want to say last time, well, last time we didn't even have to worry about it on the second night. Which is when we killed Ilganoth this time. We we killed Ilganoth this time, but we actually at least had more people alive at this time. Right, yeah. Which was good. So I I mean I think that's progress. Yeah. Um we had we also had some trouble on Vexiona. We didn't one pull her this week. Um, it was just at the end of the day we're still learning all these fights, so I'm not too upset that we were we fell one boss short than we did last week. Yeah. We still a lot of progress. We're still killing 11 bosses in a raid week where we raid. Let's be real. We don't start. We usually don't start raiding until 830. <laughs> or 730 my time. Because yeah, there's some slacker healer that shows up late and. Well, it's not even that. It's just all the all the <laughs> all the summoning shenanigans. Usually yeah. delay us. <laughs> that I'm definitely wanna- not a part of. Oh, no, never. For those of you not in the know, we have a lovely warlock who will put down a closet to summon, say, people like me who are forced to be late because of having the closing shift at work. And then certain people by the name of Stone and potentially Toasty Ah. go through and just summon every single person, you know? To be fair, we summon the person that needs to get summoned first. At least I do. You do. You do, which I greatly appreciate. And then I... And then... And then, if I were to and start you troll summoning people, <laughs> if I were to start summoning people randomly, I would cycle through specific people. I, oh, if, of course. I would if I were to do this, I would specifically target, let's say, Stone or Seraphis. <laughs> like if I were to do that. Oh, what, but you're sweet and innocent, right? I, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> Right. I'm sure every single person listening to this totally believes you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, with her, with the heroic rating, I managed to get not one, but two BOEs this week, which was just incredible. I got a ring with Void Ritual on it that I managed nice. to sell for 200 and... or for 100,000. Not bad, and not bad. I got a set of gloves with Oh, um, the the stars one. Is it, is it just falling stars? Infinite stars. Infinite stars. Yeah. Uh, I originally listed that for seven hundred and fifty thousand. It ha- it did not sell at that price, which I kind of expected it to, because yeah. apparently on our realm specifically, um, that item trended a bit lower. Um, so I relisted it at five hundred thousand yesterday, and as of this morning, it still had not sold. I, I, I'm probably gonna realistically. I'm probably gonna end up relisting it until I gets to a point where I'm where I can just use it. The only reason I'm listing it is because it's plus seventy five corruption, and that's a lot. My my corruption resistance is not that high yet, so you know, gonna avoid using it because I don't want Ellie to to let me die. Yeah, yeah, it's one thing where you know. If if the spikiness of the health due to corruption is isn't too bad, I'll heal. No big deal. 
But if it's one of those moments that everyone is taking tons of damage, there are certain priorities. And if I know you are choosing to have insanely high corruption in those moments, I'm probably going to let you die. Yeah. So I think as of, <laughs> as of now, I'm sitting at around... I think I just hit cloak level nine, so I, I think that's minus thirty-seven, nice. something like that. Yeah. So I'm at a decently low corruption. I'm still getting that eye thing, which and that's like, the sucks. eye thing isn't too bad. You just step out of it. Yeah. It's not. It's not bad. Oh, if only I could just step out of it. Sometimes there's no option but to stand in it. That's true. That that's that came up a few times last week, where I was. Very strongly considering cleansing it, but but that but that corruption effect is really good. Yeah, don't don't cleanse it. It's I I don't know for you. It may it's different for me because I'm playing range tune, but it's not often where the eyeball is that much in the way. Yeah, yeah, and that I'm not able to get out of it. I think specifically so. specifically I had problems during Ilganoth. Yeah, because, I can see because that. Because there were so many other effects that I had to step out of. Right. Like, I remember specifically when we were, when we were had to take one of the organs down. The eye popped up. I'm like, okay, I'll step out of it. Oh no, wait! Everybody else has that ring around them. I had to get out of the way. <laughs> there was no place for me to stand that was in range for me to attack. So I ended up just not DPSing until both of those effects went away, and unfortunately, right. they last a little while. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, it, it's a little bit RNG-ish, but it's not, it's not terrible. I manage no, most of bad. the time. It's that one time when it really screws you over. It's when you really think about, like, man, we were, like, a couple percentage off of killing this thing. If I didn't have to worry about that eye, we would have had it. But then, <laughs> but then I wouldn't have that corruption effect that does so, so much damage. Yeah, and so that would be less damage, yeah. and then, you know... That's an issue too, so. So, I'm only half thinking of it. <laughs> Outside of the rating, I did I did a whole bunch of world questing because there was a bunch of good rewards for world quests this week. Hey, hey, Toasty. I picked up the quest. Oh, good job. I'm so proud. <laughs> um, so I got, I, I, and I only, and I had only done two world quests before I remembered to go back and pick it up. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah, unlike last time when I did 20. That sucked. This is me not laughing at you right now because you're my friend and I care about you. Internally, I'm laughing a lot. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I got, I think my neck is up to 74 now. So just, just a little bit more. Ooh. And I can get that yeah. third miner. And I can finally use that world vein essence that I've been building up. I, I definitely... Once I was able to get my third in, I felt a little bit of a power difference. Oh, wait, no, sorry. And my, that was pretty great. It'll be the third minor, right? Yeah, it's, it's another minor, yeah. but still. Yeah. And uh, what else did I do? I've been, I did islands. I did a whole bunch of islands because I was grinding. I'm grinding out the world vein essence because that's apparently pretty good for Fury Warriors. So I'm doing that. I think I'm at level two with that now yeah level two so just i gotta i'm on the quest where i have to collect three maps of some description and once i do that i'll have level three and i don't know i might grind up level four because because legendary why not 
I have that one legendary. It's pretty sweet. Now, does it look sweet even as a minor essence? Yeah, because even as a minor essence, it'll still pop up. Like the little Azerite crystal thingy still pop up. You just see less of them okay. from a visual standpoint. I'm okay with that. Did you see there was a there was a there was a video clip going around on Twitter this weekend? Uh, it was a multi boxer that had that Azerite beam. Ooh, I love using that Azerite beam. So, so the multi boxer had it on all forty of the tunes they were using, and popped it all at once while they were all oh. looking in different directions. Looked so. I have cool. not seen this yet, and I need to see this because I. I'm currently using that beam as all my shadow priests for my main major essence, and it's just incredibly satisfying to me. Yeah. So I'm still using it. I don't know if it's it's not quite my best in slot. It's not bad though, and I just really like using it. So I can only imagine having multiple tunes use them all at once in different directions. That's just awesome. I kind of wish that it was viable for me to use it because nothing would please me more than Kamehameha-ing into a boss. Like, the first time we cleared Vexiona and the trash dropped that shield or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you better believe I picked that up. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not going to be able to right. do this in the fight. I'm going to do it now. Well, it's really funny when you do it towards an, a baddie that's, like, doing it to you in some other form, you know? Yeah. Like, in one of the areas in Orgrimmar for the Horrific Visions, the, not the, the totem area, but, like, the other, like medium corruption loss area there is uh one of the elites you have to fight does that to you as well so it's really funny like when he does something but it's more voidy obviously so it's funny when he's doing that to you and i go do that to him and it's like the fighting of beams it's pretty cool nice well yeah that's another thing i did i did oh so many horrific visions i think i well not so many i did three so i did one with um I cleared out two of the minor wings. Nice. And then went back to kill Thrall. Yep. Uh, and on the I did that as well. On the second one, I did the same thing. And on the third one, I remembered. Wait a minute! I don't actually need to kill Thrall to get these quest items. So I did the two minor wings, and I attempted to go clear Rexar's wing. Yeah. Um. That did not end well. That it's my husband. And I tried that actually just last night. Or. Sometime this weekend. And same thing. We did not get very far into it. We also are a little behind on our Titanic research. So that will definitely make a difference. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that one's gets definitely gets a little tricky. Yeah. You really feel that sanity loss. Yeah. Like, I, I actually got farther than I expected to. I got nice. up until the entrance of Rexar's room. Before I oh, lost all okay. sanity. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I should have updated my tech tree. But I should have checked to see if I could update anything in my little tech tree thing or whatever. Because the next one I was planning on getting was the one that resurrects you the first time you lose all your sanity. Yeah, I have that one. And that the, and, definitely comes in handy. And then, sure enough, I went to check to see if I would have been able to do it. Like, oh yeah, I have way more than I need to get that talent. I could have gotten that done. That's That's that kind of a kick in the teeth. So that, that, yeah, but at least you have it for this week now. Yeah, that's true. So Yay. I'm just gonna do. <laughs> uh, so I'm just gonna do the first on my first one. I'm just gonna do the two wings plus thrall because I know I can reliably do that. Yeah. Well, two wings plus I guess next week it'll be. Um, what's her name? 
Illyria. Illyria, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Like, maybe might be okay. I don't know. I believe in you, Toasty. You can do it. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> it, warms, it warms my heart, which I need right Aww. now because it's pretty cold. And, yeah, and sure it is. I like, I like, <laughs> like the warm. I felt like I did so much more than that. I, I, I know there's something I'm forgetting. Cause I played, I played so much WoW in the past couple days. Well, you probably did the normal, you know, assaults and that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Maybe. Maybe. I don't. Well, it's clearly not not a big deal because I don't remember it. <laughs> so maybe, maybe you know, we can just move on. Yeah, let's let's talk about our first sponsor. Yeah, let's do that. So our latest sponsor is Funko. If you haven't heard of them by name. You've definitely seen their products. They make collectible vinyl figures from a bunch of Blizzard universes, Warcraft to Overwatch, Heroes to Diablo, and even more from outside the Blizzardverse, like Firefly, Star Trek, Star Wars, and so on. We like to highlight a Funko Pop each week, and this week's Funko is... Being pasted right now. Mr. Mime? Mr. Mime. I doubted myself for a second there. I was like, wait, that is Mr. Mime, right? (laughs) I used to be able to do such a good Mr. Mime voice. No, but see, the the key word there is used to because because then puberty happened. (laughs) And then I couldn't do it anymore. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) I want you to hurt yourself in trying. (laughs) What do you think about this Funko, dear Toasty? Mr. Mime was one of my favorite Pokemon from Gen 1. I mean, obviously, Kangaskhan is my is my ultimate Gen 1. I think people who have listened to the show know that. But Mr. Mime was my other favorite. In fact, he was the first holographic card I, I got when playing the Aww. Pokemon TCG. Aww. Cool. I just like how it looks like he's trying to do the whole I'm stuck in a box thing that's his, that, for his pose. That's, that's pretty gig. cool. Yep. I don't know why I'm doing it right now because nobody can see me. <laughs> I I admittedly did it too when I was talking about it. <laughs> oh, good it's, it, times. it's funny. Like during the show, I'll talk with my hands and look directly into my camera, knowing that that it's not on. <laughs> but I treat it like it's on. I don't know. Why. I think we've all done that from time to time. It's okay. <laughs> so if you want to check out this Funko and many others. Go to bit.ly slash FunkoATA to check out their online shop and use Shop10 to save 10% on your entire purchase. That's bit.ly slash FunkoATA and use Shop10 to save 10%. Thanks to Funko for their support of the show. All right. Well, this week in WoW is pretty quiet. We've got Burning Crusade Time Walking going from February 18th to the 24th. We've also got the hatching of the Hippogriff event on February 23rd, and I believe Love is in the Air is running until the 21st. So if you haven't got that Love Rocket, go ahead and keep attempting to. I tried all of two times since last week. I've tried once, almost once a day. Like, after, before, after I do Ishak, I'll also queue up for that. But that's just it, really, just once a day on one tune, because I'm not going to drive myself insane. You're not going to do the alt cycle? No, I don't have time. I do too much podcasting and rating to do that kind of thing right now. You talk so. too much about World of Warcraft to actually play it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 
I still played a good amount, okay? Don't get me wrong. I just... <laughs> I'm, I'm busy doing stuff for my healer, so I can heal you people and keep you alive. Okay, okay. Okay, that was the wrong choice of words. You you play, <laughs> you talk about World of Warcraft too much to play it to the extent that you would like to. Yes. Because I wish... I have alts that I wish I could just dust off. But between, you know, lack of time and... We all are very aware that this is not necessarily the most alt-friendly patch or expansion in general. I've, you know, mostly shelved them for now. I'm sure being in three so raid no. groups hasn't helped. No, that doesn't help because I'm... You know, that, that whole sanity loss thing that happens during Horrific Visions, it's all too real. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it on a personal level. Anyways... Well, you know, you brought up a good thing about corruption. I think Ian did some talking about corruption earlier last week, right? He sure did. So, Warcraft Radio, Athelus from Warcraft Radio, had the chance to actually sit down with him and have an exclusive interview. And it was put out on YouTube. It's like 45, 48 minutes long, if I remember right. Yeah, something like that. And, yeah, you watched it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was... It was really good. You know, it. you could tell at first, like, it was kind of a little awkward and nervous at first. And then, like, as the interview went on, they both, like, eased into it. And, you know, Ian smiled a little more and everything. But overall, it was a really good interview. We got multiple peeks behind the curtain, which I know I really liked. There was a lot of talk about the race to world first and what that looks like from a Blizzard perspective and how they handle certain things. There was talk on the corruption system, like Tosi said. They also talked a bit about the Nihilotha encounters and how they feel like that's working out right now. They talked a bit about future mythic encounters and what they are going to... Some things they might try to do down the road for the race to roll first. They talked a little, a little bit, not much, just a little bit about the Battle for Azeroth ending and didn't really talk about Shadowlands. Just that, you know, it's going to be in the near future. That's all we know. So emphasis on near future. Near future. I'm guessing we're getting alpha soon. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what the guesses are for that. Like, like there. I know. Um, was Desmond Fisto who guessed sometime this week? I think so. Honestly, it wouldn't be a bad time. Yeah, not at all. I think if it's not this week, I think by the end of the month we're going to hear. If we're either going to hear about it being released or when it's planning on being released. Yeah. For Alpha, at least. So what are what are some of the big things that you noticed that you liked from this, Toasty? I really liked the, the insights as to um, how they decided which bosses are going in there and um, how they how, how they how, how they come up with the fights and all that. That, that, that was kind of cool, because that's always, like... Like they're the obvious story ones that you know you need to get into the into that you know that you need to get into the raid, like right. like Nazoth, like Raden, like Ilganoth. We knew those bosses were coming back at some point, right? But how do the other bosses fit in there, and how do they decide to bring those in? And um, they talked about you know okay we we we're gonna bring these bosses. Okay, well now we gotta decide what mechanically happens and we found out about some of the different things that they you know would like to introduce but didn't necessarily feel like was a good idea i think specifically they mentioned something with the azara fight 
from Eternal Palace, there was originally another phase there that right. had yeah. that had unique adds to that phase that they decided to cut just because um, I can't remember. I actually can't remember the exact reasoning they cut it, but I mean, the others, they, they cut it for a reason, obviously. Uh, hearing things like that, like was was a really cool insight as to their mindset when approaching designing these new rings. Yeah, I mean, in, ter in terms of that, I remember one of the things he mentioned was when they all get together and sit in a room and kind of talk about bosses and mechanics and that kind of thing, he mentioned that if there is something that no one likes, they're going to scrap it. Because chances are, if they don't like it, the players aren't going to like it either. And so I like that they, they work together and kind of figure that out. You know, it's multiple people sitting down, figuring out what, you know, what's good and what's not good. So it was definitely interesting to hear a little bit about how they handle that. Um, another another thing that I really liked was them talking about the ending for BFA. Because um, in, case, in case you haven't been around the internet space surrounding WoW after that cinematic came out, People were not thrilled with that, uh, which which kind of sucks. I mean, I I honestly I really enjoyed that that ending because like it was actually us dealing with the problem. We weren't getting the we weren't getting the the our their moment in the sun stolen by insert NPC here. It was us who right. did it, and I think a lot of people's problems with that cinematic was because like, it wasn't one of the big fancy pre-rendered ones which you know looking at how BFA ended and how Nazoth was resolved makes sense because they can't like yet that they had to put your character in there can't pre-render that that's I would love that I would love to see Baylorin in a pre-rendered cinematic that would be oh amazing. my gosh that'd be amazing oh Oh, that'd be so good. Maybe someday. Yeah. You know, when technology advances to in crazy levels. <laughs> well, I, I liked I liked that they took a different approach to this ending and that they focused on us being the hero. And they were really excited about it too, as it turns out. Yeah. They talked a bit about how they handle communication between themselves and the teams who are doing the mythic race. Oh, that was a fantastic and, insight. That was... Yeah, it was really cool. And well, because there was one point, it was, it was some saw this little bit of scandal that they contacted Limit and said there was no secret phase or whatever. And so he went into that a little bit and explained what that communication actually was, why it happened, how it happened, that kind of thing. And it was pretty cool. And it's good to see that they, while they aren't, aren't you know, leading up this, you know, race to world first, like it kind of was a community-driven thing in the beginning. They're they're right there. They're watching it. They're tweaking things as they go along because the more people you have running your stuff, the more you find those little things that, you know, need to be tweaked and tuned and whatever. So mm -hmm. it was just, it was interesting to hearing him talk about that. And it was, it was really interesting to see, get their insight on how, um, the streaming aspect of the race to world first has impacted how they approach things, because yeah. it has changed how they approach things. They gotta be they've gotta be much quicker on the ball now because it's being broadcasted to a lot of people. I think during the during the race to world first, World of Warcraft was on top of the stream games for Twitch. 
for, yeah, for the duration of cool. the race, which is which is something we don't typically see. So having all those eyes on there, it it, it puts um it puts more pressure on them to quickly resolve those things. And you know, some of the smaller bugs that that people may encounter during these world first races previously like um we wouldn't have we wouldn't have been aware of them and now we are very much aware of them because they because it shows up because we can right. we can see it happening we're not just hearing from we're just not hearing about the bug because uh, some some raider happened to tweet about it like oh this thing is bug blah 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 like we're we're seeing it second hand first hand i don't know like kind of first hand <laughs> Well, We're I like how it. even Ian admitted that, you know, with this being so public and a big deal these days, they're still learning how to communicate and fix those issues. Yeah. And the, I appreciate that he, he's admitting that, you know, that they are still working on improving this and they understand how important communication is. So I think that was, that was nice to hear. Absolutely. And, um, oh. I had something and it was just gone. <laughs> well, while you're thinking about it, I can also add, they did talk briefly about the corruption system. You know, Athos was asking, you know, how do you guys feel it's working out? And Ian explained that overall, they're happy with it. But he also admits there are still some tuning issues. You know, things like choices and trade-offs, you know, a item level versus corruption and how much corruption that kind of thing and having multiple tiers and he kind of talked about that a little bit which was a good conversation and he also reiterated which we've heard before corruption is only an 8.3 system it is not going to be in the future of wow however my personal theory is that they're going to kind of take what they learned from this system and use it to do some kind of system thing for for Shadowlands and beyond because this game is 15 years old. They have to try new things. So when it can be contained to a single patch, it's a great time to try it, see what the players like, see what they don't like, take the likes and kind of twist it, tweak it, add to it, and just keep building on it to try to keep doing new things and innovate things. Otherwise, the game dies without it. So I appreciate that they're at least trying something new and, you know, seeing what sticks. Yeah. Per my, like my personal thoughts on the corruption system is that, um, I can see why people dislike it because there, because there's that element of min maxing and you want to get the best thing no matter what. I understand that piece of it, but you know, you can do it without the, the corrupt the corrupted pieces and you don't have to worry about those those um, drawbacks and you can make that choice you know do I want do I want to deal with this problem or do I just want to take or do I just want to take the raw stats of the item I mean we were talking about that during our little last week in a while thing with with my choices behind using corrupted items and not and I feel like that's that's at least an improvement over the over the uh, Warforged and Titanforged system where those items were just you have a chance at maybe getting something good. Now yeah. now all of them are okay. Well, it's 
445 item level because it dropped to normal. Now you could have any one of these corruption affixes, or you can have nothing, and it's just it's just your stat stick again, and that's fine too because that's the way they they built it around those stats. If I want to do better, if I want to if I want to show up people on the damage meters, spoiler, I won't because I am at best a mediocre warrior. <laughs> but if I wanted to, <laughs> the option is there. I'm gonna get punished for it, but. If I want, if I want to work, if I'm willing to work around it, I can do that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, to me, like, like I see the drawbacks, but it's still a better system than Warforged slash Titanforged. So I will take yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really curious to see how they use this information they're gathering mm-hmm. in the future. And they do, speaking of the future, they do in this interview talk a little bit about future mythic encounters and... Ian pointed out that usually the final bosses of raids are not on the PTR for a very good reason. They want to keep that surprise, specifically, and for that that challenge a bit. Yeah, and so Ian Ian confirmed that that's going to continue. That's very much on purpose, which makes sense. Oh yeah, I agree. We get the whole race to world first. So, I mean, having a trial run on it before before it releases that makes it much less of a race. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all in all, it was it was a really good interview. I highly suggest you check it out. You can find it on YouTube. It's on the their website and everything. So, um, yeah, definitely go check that out. Yep don't don't settle with just reading the MMO champion write up. It does it it gives you all the information. I don't think it does it. I don't think it does the interview service. It was I really enjoyed watching this interview. I don't usually watch yeah. the interviews in its entirety. Like this one, I sat down and watched the beginning to end. Yeah, Ian, like I said in the beginning, like Ian was actually animated and I'm a sucker for when people are talking and you see them get into the conversation. Yeah. And you see that smile and you see their own personality come through more and you saw that with Ian in this and I really liked it. It was good. So go watch it. Yes. And another thing to look out for is some upcoming AWC and MDI plans. Yeah, so there are Blizzard announced recently that there are some changes with the Arena World Champion and the Arena World Championship and the Mythic Dungeon Invitational. First of all, the finals, which we're used to seeing at BlizzCon, will not be happening at BlizzCon, which is you know unfortunate. Um, although there's there's some things indicating that we're still going to have an esports event. <laughs> During BlizzCon, it just won't necessarily be these two finals tournaments, which kind of sucks. But hopefully, hopefully, uh, it works out better for those players because I know they had a bit of a rough time of it last year. Secondly, uh, aligning with Overwatch League and and their streaming platform, uh, all the tournaments will be streamed on YouTube versus Twitch. Uh, they've also announced a prize pool for both tournaments with the MDI giving a prize pool of $300,000 and the Arena World Championship with a prize pool of 500000 So, whew, that's, 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 that's pretty good. A plus. I'm giving thumbs up to the camera again. And I don't need to. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we don't know what's going to be happening at BlizzCon in terms of an esports presence in, um, 
next year for AWC or MDI, but hopefully they put something in there that that will draw people in. Uh, maybe some Shadowlands stuff, like stick a little bit of a preview as to what we can expect from there. That would be kind of cool. That would be a cool way of showing off some of the new dungeons that they do a mythic dungeon tournament for for Shadowlands. I just had a thought. What's that? What if one of the reasons, one of the reasons that it isn't going to be happening at BlizzCon is because maybe Shadowlands is being released too close to BlizzCon for them to be able to really give players a chance to get ready for this. I mean, that's that's a distinct possibility. We do know at this point that Shadowlands is releasing late 2020. And right. the normal time frame for BlizzCon certainly qualifies as late 2020. Well, it's tricky to really predict that, too, because we still aren't quite sure when BlizzCon's going to be happening, so... Yeah, I would... I would. It's going to be interesting. I would very much like to find out soon. Yeah, me too. Because I like making plans and reservations and that kind of jazz. <laughs> um, they've also made some changes to the formats. Um, specifically, there's... Uh, going to be some I believe the way they're dividing up the divisions is going to be different now I'm not I don't usually pay attention to the way the divisions break up I just watch the final event but um so there's going to be a European and Asian division which will include players from Europe, the Middle East, Africa, Korea, China and Taiwan while the Americas will include the Americas, Australia and New Zealand and that's for the MDI um Looks like there's going to be six different cup rounds, well, uh, three for each, three for each group. So we got three for the Americas and three for European Asia, which will culminate in the BFA finals. Um, and that's kind of what the information we have available to us right now. There's going to be more information available in April, uh, whereas the MD. The I stuff. Oh, no, wait, sorry. That was the MDI stuff. So everything I just said was MDI stuff. The Arena World Championship thing, there's going to be eight cup rounds. Uh, four for North America and four for Europe, which will, which will again culminate in the BFA finals. I mean, there's a lot of information there about the WoW esports scene. Uh, if it's something that's interested that's, that's you're interested in, uh, Wowhead has a write up of everything, and of course you can find it on the official Blizzard sites as well. So, Ali, what would you do if you won all that prize money? Oh my gosh! Finally, buy a house for starters. <laughs> you know, maybe help out help out my parents a bit. Uh, I'd probably take a trip up to Canada because I got a bunch of friends up there I'd love to visit. Do you think you would buy some WoW-themed clothing? Maybe some Overwatch-themed clothing? Oh, I see. I see your transition there. Well, well good job. <laughs> well, I would. Except for some of them. Uh, for for those who don't know yet, Wild Bangerang, which first off is a fun name, uh, they have been making some licensed clothing for Warcraft and Overwatch. However, Blizzard has gone from doing their old gear shop to the new fanatic shop they got going on and with all of that and timing wise this means their licensing agreement with wild bangerang is coming to an end so they will no longer be able to sell these warcraft and overwatch designs 
as of February 29th. Leap day. So if you, they make a lot of the leggings and there's some shirts and dresses and stuff. They're mostly known for their leggings to my knowledge. If you have any desire, I highly suggest you go check it out sooner rather than later. I know some of them have already sold out in certain sizes and stuff. Some of them are marked down price-wise. And some of them are still the price they were before. But if you want those, go check it out. Yep. Do it. There's some... I mean, there's... there's, I have not bought them myself. But I've seriously considered it multiple times because some of them look really cool. And I went and looked at the shop now. I'm like, oh, it's closing. Like, what's... What's going on? Like, what's the sale going on? And I found cold tearing ones that I'm like, oh my gosh, do I want those? So I probably do, but I mean, I'm saving up for BlizzCon and we're hoping to buy a house this year. So want and need are two different things. So we'll see. But they are literally really cool. Like if you've never seen these leggings, they're all basically modeled after different most of them, at least, after different bits of armor you would find in-game for, like, the pants gear and everything. You know, there's a dress that's modeled after Tyrande's outfit. Like, it's... They're honestly really cool looking. So, if you're into leggings and you're into Warcraft or Overwatch, you should go check it out. Or Starcraft. There's apparently one Starcraft one. A single Starcraft oh, one. Oh, is there... <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> yeah, there's one Nova Starcraft one. There's a couple that are like elemental based. And so they had one for a while that was a blue one. But like it was like, looked like lightning and stuff going up the legs. And I almost bought that at one point. It's not on there anymore. Then again, that was years ago. But there's one that's like a fire elemental looking thing. And again, it's like a kind of almost like the lightning effect and everything. It's kind of cool looking. We'll see. <laughs> the adult side of me is like, don't buy them. You don't need them. I gotta say, when those first started coming out, there were so many people walking around wearing those. And it wasn't just women. There were many men walking around wearing, like, Jaina leggings. Hey, if that's what they want to wear, all like, the more power to them. It did not them. look comfortable. But hey, you know what? Whatever. Honestly, they're, they're strangely comfortable. I never would have thought that because, like, for the longest time, I was totally against leggings. Even now, I only have a couple pairs and I don't wear them too often. Usually, on like, on the weekends when I'm at home and stuff. But they're they're strangely comfortable. I'll take, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, and I'm not, like, I'm not, like, I, like, I used to think that they were only comfortable if you had the body, quote unquote, for them. And I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily super skinny myself. And they're still pretty comfortable, so. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, check it out. February 29th. Yeah. There's only a few left yeah. in the store. Like, as of right now, there's one, two, three. There's ten items available on the Wild store. Oh, there's only ten now? Ooh, that's gone down a lot since I've checked it. So, if you're interested in any of them, Yikes. go check it out now. It looks like it's got, like, the Maghar Orc one. There's two Diva ones, two May ones. Uh, an alliance themed one and J- Jaina themed one, and and the one Starcraft there's more. One. If so, I think there's only ten on the Fanatics like Blizzard store. When I went to Bangerang site in general, there is oh. more. So I don't know why that's a thing, but that's a thing. 
Oh, that makes more sense. I didn't even think of Trick Wild Bangering. There's Harry Potter stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, they got a lot more on. They got a lot more there. Yeah. Oh, I saw the word Jersey. <laughs> oh dear lord. It's a Warhammer Chaos. Jersey. Anyways. <laughs> so it's not even Warcraft. It's <laughs> Warhammer. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um. Anyways, so you only have a little bit of time for that. So definitely go check that out. Another thing that recently only took a little bit of time was uh, yep, Black that didn't take That did not take long at all. <laughs> um, so, as we talked about last week, Blackwing Lair was launching last week. And at about 2300 UTC uh, on the 12th, Blackwing Lair opened up to everybody. You can go ahead and do it. And race for World First. Turns out the race for World First... Did not last long. In fact, it lasted about 42 minutes. With the first boss going down, I think, within the first 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. The first the first boss, so Razor Gore, was killed at 23.06 UTC. So, it was not a prolonged race to world first for Blackwing Lair. And I don't think anybody expected it to be long. I don't think anybody expected yeah. it to be sub one hour, though. Like, I thought it would be at least an hour. Well, maybe. I mean, for example, Molten Core was first cleared pretty quickly. And so people may have been kind of anticipating it not to take so long for Blackwing Lair. Maybe. Maybe. I could be wrong. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's it's been around. People know the mechanics. Yeah. I just would have thought, in terms of actual time going from boss to boss and clearing all the trash, yeah. it would have taken less than 42 minutes and 21 seconds. So, uh, the, <laughs> the two the two guilds that tied for World First, because the time was so close that it, it is not possible for even Blizzard to tell which guild killed them first, killed the Nefarian first. Um, so the world first for Nefarian in WoW Classic belongs to Progress of the Firebomb Realm on Europe, on European servers, and Calamity of the Wargrain Realm on European servers. Killed at 23.42.21 UTC. So congratulations to all of you. Don't know what else you're going to do now, because that was kind of your content. But you know what? Hey, you're going to find something. Everybody is. I mean, my, my, friends, my friend, one of my friends is having fun just... Just making a bunch. I think it's rune cloth. Like rune cloth was one of the things that, that people <laughs> cared about in classic, and he's he's having he's enjoying quartering the market yeah. on that. <laughs> well, that's that's what's fun about games like these. You know, for example, I know there's a group of people who yeah. just enjoy to twink. Like they'll get to level 19 and just leave it there and just have a great time with it. So you know. Yeah. There's, there's stuff. For, for if a little you want, bit when I was uh, first starting out on the game, I, I I was reading all I could and I read about twinking. I'm like, this sounds like it could be fun. I seriously considered doing that and I almost did it on my warrior. Clearly, I haven't because you know, my warrior is 120. <laughs> but I did briefly entertain the idea because it, it sounded like a lot of fun. 
Go figure. I went from like, oh yeah, look at that. PvP is my jam. I'm going to do that. And now I can't remember the last time I PvP'd. So, you know, there's that. Anyway. There is that. still enjoying Classic. Have fun. Uh, good luck on your progression through through Black Lair if you have not joined these these guilds on their very quick world firsts. And I think I think that about covers it. It was a like the, it was a pretty quiet news week. The, the the biggest thing was was with Ian. And to be fair, there was a lot of information dropped in that Ian interview. So again, if you haven't watched it, go ahead and do that because it's really good. But don't do that because don't do that right now because I'm going to talk about our sponsor. So our second sponsor <laughs> of the show, as usual, are the great folks over on Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly/atareads2020. That's bit.ly/atareads2020. Now over 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. So this week we're going to take a look at the first book of the Witcher saga, Blood of Elves. Let's have a listen. Like a lumberjack's when chopping wood. But this isn't wood. It's iron against iron. A shout, muffled and dull, and something huge and black collapsed into the mud next to her with a splash, spurting blood. An armoured foot quivered, thrashed, goring the earth with an enormous spur. A jerk. Some force plucked her up, pulled her onto another saddle. Hold on! Again, the bone-shaking speed, the mad gallop, arms and legs desperately searching for support. The horse rears. Hold on! There is no support. There is no... There is no... There is blood. The horse falls. It's impossible to jump aside. No way to break free to escape the tight embrace of these chain-mail-clad arms. There is no way to avoid the blood pouring onto her head and over her shoulders. A jolt. The squelch of mud. A violent collision with the ground, horrifically still after the furious ride. The horse's harrowing wheezes and squeals as it tries to regain its feet. The pounding of horseshoes, fetlocks and hooves flashing past. Black caparisons and cloaks shouting. And once again, that was Blood of Elves, book one of the Witcher saga, written by Andrei Sapkowski and narrated by Peter Kenny. You can find that in over 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash atareads2020. And we thank Audible for their support of the show. So, our question of the week for this week was, what are you hoping to see out of the Shadows Rising novel? Wookie BH says, just a good story. Manny says, I'm hoping to see Nathan struck down, I, I assume he means Nathanos. I'm hoping to see Nathan struck down and the Council of the Horde actually prove to be a smart decision rather than just a device for more infighting. Browsley says, I would love to see Jaina start up a rock band called Arcane Missiles. <laughs> Jenna Faye says, honestly, just a good story. I love WoW's lore and love seeing how we get from A to B. Arlena says, same thing I've been up to every week. Plotting to take over the war. Oops, wrong show. <laughs> Thank you all so much for your answers. We love when you participate like that. Next week's question. Recently, actually just today, there was a little, a little unintended leak that explained that they may be working on a Diablo and Overwatch animated series on Netflix. Neither of those are Warcraft, but that could be an exciting thing if it's happening. So, if they were to do one for Warcraft, you know, just to say down the road, we can dream, what story would you like to see as an animated Warcraft series? 
Which which story from WoW like, would you like to see them focus the on? The Lich King, beginning to end. That was my answer I think, too. I think so many people wanted that <laughs> out of the Warcraft movie when they, when they were talk when the Warcraft movie was happening. They said if there was a lot of talk of like if they do a second one, I think they, everyone was pretty much saying they would like it to focus on that story because it's such a good story. So give me that. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's chill, it's challenging right now because. You know, with with Dungeon Fables, I'm just now getting into, you know, this week is Halls of Reflection, and then I'm doing Ice Crown Citadel. So if I, say, open up Wowpedia or Chronicles to start doing some research, I get so distracted because I love this whole storyline so much and everything about Arthas and the Lich King and all of this. And it's just like, I get lost in learning more and more and being reminded about certain things. And it just... I think it would be a really fun series. I would like that a lot. So that's going to be my answer too. Also, can I just say that this is the first time that LinkedIn has provided me with anything I actually cared about? <laughs> because, geez, like I've had LinkedIn for many years. I think this is the first thing I've cared about that's come out of LinkedIn. For those who don't know, this leak, this potential leak, came from someone actually saying on their LinkedIn account that they were working on these things. Whoops. Whoopsies. If if that's legit, <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, I'm looking forward to hearing everybody else's answers, which will probably say the same thing, because let's face it, the Lich King is an awesome story. But if there's any other story you want to you want to see featured, Frasley, I'm guessing like fall of Mechagon or the fall of Nomergon and the retaking of I think he wants to see them taking it back. I don't think he wants to see it fall again. Well the fall and retaking of. Okay. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> and I think that's it for our show this week. I feel we talked, we did the news, we did the question, we we did yeah. apps. I think that sounds like everything. I do believe that's everything, my friend. All right. Well, well, we we, we did forget one thing. Allie, who would you like to shout out this week? Oh my goodness, I have such a hard time with these because I have so many things I want to shout out all the time. I want to shout out to Athelus or Wow Radio. You know, that interview is a big deal. That's really cool to see, you know, a podcaster get that interview. And it was really well done. He did a great job on it. You know, I'm, I imagine he was probably pretty nervous going into it. And you can kind of tell in the beginning, like I said, but it really was a good interview. It was well done. The questions were good. It was a good conversation, and it's just, uh, I liked it a lot. So shout out to him. Huh. This is going to be a weird shout out for me, especially for anybody who knows me, because you're going to be instantly confused. I'm going to give a shout out to the Houston Astros for making me pay attention to baseball and getting the biggest laugh I've gotten related to sports in a very long time. Because, oh my God, for, for an organization that's, very much apologetic about what they've done recently, they will just not come out right and say what they did. They're like, it didn't have an impact on the game. It's fine, but also, we're sorry. Uh, get your heads out of your butts. You cheated, you got caught. Oh, I was gonna say, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay, <laughs> now I get it. <laughs> it's, it's, just, if, if, even if you're not a sports fan, Watch some of those interviews regarding, like, surrounding them apologizing for, for cheating. It's, 
mind-boggling the mental gymnastics they go through. <laughs> and I I got such a good laugh out of it today. I spent probably about an hour watching Houston Astros related stuff today. And like I don't care about baseball at all. So that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Medros, get back soon, because, like, this is hard. Um, yeah. Come back, bud. Don't do electrical stuff on Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but to be fair, it's a day off today. Probably the best day to do it. Anyway, that's it for our show this week. Let's go ahead and uh, do our outro. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, you can call us at one seven eight five ata well 5 or one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. And if you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our new Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Ali's show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty's stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. You can find the show over on Twitter at allthingsaz. Medros is at Medros. Fandath is at Fandath. Ali is at AliAndrusK. I'm at ToastyPostyCan, and you can find the network over at Dawnforge. And please check out the other shows from the Dawnforge network, including GroupQuest and Shattered Soulstone. Well, that's it for this week, everybody. Take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of... The Return to Medros? Yes, that. <laughs> I've got nothing funny to say because I usually riff off Medros, so I'm just going to end it here. Bye! <laughs> this podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.